Don't mind your business. Mind my podcast, Mind Elixir. Hello, and welcome to or back to my podcast. My name is Ioka, and I'm so glad that you're here and listening to this episode. In this episode, I wanted to discuss misogynoir and its effects on the way black women are perceived and treated, all of that in society. I haven't seen many people talking about it yet, so yeah. And if you consider yourself an intersectional feminist, or if you yourself are a black woman or girl, then you should definitely know about this. But first of all, what exactly is misogynoir? Misogynoir is a form of oppression and discrimination that specifically impacts black women or people that are perceived and socially perceived as a black woman. I say that last part because I know some people may be and identify as non-binary genders or other genders, but misogynoir, it could still affect them depending on how they are perceived by society and other people around them. As we know, misogyny is the discrimination, hate, and devaluing of women, and noir is the French word for black. That is exactly what misogynoir is. It is the intersection of racism, anti-black racism, and sexism slash misogyny come together against black women. This term was coined somewhat recently, somewhat kind of, by black feminist Moya Bailey in 2010. Although there wasn't really a word for it back then, it was first notably mentioned by Sojourner Truth, a women's rights activist and abolitionist, in her speech all the way back then in 1851. She was basically telling a group of feminists about how she felt about the needs of both of her identities not exactly being met and the struggle she felt with them. She said, betwixt the Negro in the South and the white woman in the North, all talking about rights. Now let's get into, how does misogynoir affect black women? Well, misogynoir shows up in many stereotypes faced by black women, whether that's the Jezebel stereotype where young black girls are over-sexualized and seen as promiscuous and all of that, or whether it's the angry black woman stereotype, which I'm pretty sure we've all heard about that one. That one is a pretty common stereotype. And it's annoying that someone is not able to express their emotion and, or how they're upset with something or about a situation without being categorized as an angry black woman, just another angry ghetto black woman, which there's nothing wrong with being angry at situations you go through or injustice you, injustices that you face. But why make people into a stereotype, into a, have to fit into a stereotype as just, oh my gosh, she's just another angry ghetto black woman, loud, aggressive, all of that. And then the thing is, if another group of women is angry, for example, with Hispanic and Latina women, then it'll be La Toxica, OMG, she's so feisty. And that just goes to show how messed up and weird these stereotypes are. And by the way, I am in no way trying to say that the stereotype against Hispanic and Latina women is better to have. I'm just pointing out the ridiculousness of this whole thing, of these whole stereotypes and all of that. There's also the sassy mammy stereotype as well, which is basically how people will see older, black, older, plus-sized um, black women and think, oh my gosh, she's so sweet. What is she such a caregiver? And really, it's really weird. I'll see people saying, oh my gosh, I love whenever an older black woman calls me sugar. And I'm wondering whether they genuinely mean that or if they're just playing into the mammy, the mammy stereotype because it's kind of confusing. But I do remember it originated from how um, people would see older black women as a caregiver, as having to take care of the white kids and all of that. 
Another problem or issue that I feel goes under this misogynoir term is the masculinization of black women. Masculinization is when someone is seen to be manly or have traits associated with a man. And of course, there's nothing wrong with women not conforming to traditionally or Eurocentrically feminine traits or if they're a tomboy or whatever. That is fine, completely fine. But when we're perceived as masculine simply because of our race or whoever, whenever anybody is perceived as something simply because of their race, then that is wrong. That is definitely a problem. And this stereotype actually stems all the way back to slavery and colonial times. And now that I think of it, a majority of stereotypes surrounding black people are actually from slavery and segregation and stuff like that. Like the watermelon stereotype, the dogs don't like black people, that black people can't swim, all of that. And I'm like, damn. But anyway... European colonizers would look at the features of black Africans, you know, the wider noses, bigger lips, darker skin, and they associated that, those features with that of apes and tried to say that they were animalistic and more aggressive, that they weren't completely human, that they were subhuman. In fact, there was literally a whole brand of pseudoscience or aka a fake brand of science where people tried to prove that different races were descended from different animals and that therefore one of the races, a.k.a. the white race, was superior. Which is crazy because, I mean, like, the things white people did back then, and even now, some of these white folks are doing way too much just to be racist and just to put other races down and stuff like that. And really, white supremacy is just rooted so deeply within the U.S. history, and it's, it's just, wow, ridiculous. Anyway, back to what I was saying, the masculinization of black women came from the fact that during slavery, black women would have to work in the fields and engage in physical labor. They weren't seen as real women, and this is also where the hypersexualization came from as well, because they were sexually exploited by the slave owners slash masters, and sometimes even by other men on the field that worked on the field as well, whether that was by force or because... And of course, this still has an impact now, especially against darker-skinned and trans black women. For example, Megan Thee Stallion, Michelle Obama, Serena Williams all get called a man and manly. And for what? It's so weird. Serena Williams is a popular black tennis player. She was told that she plays too aggressively and shouldn't compete with the other woman because she's too manly and looks like a troll. And I'm like, huh? And there was even a comic where it depicted her as angry and jumping up and down all mad. I've also noticed that people on TikTok, in TikTok comments, some people will ask black women if they're trans. And of course, there's nothing wrong with being a transgender woman. And we all know that trans women don't all look a certain way. But the people asking this question, they're first of all trying to imply that trans women look manly and that trans women are not real women. And then second of all, and by asking black women, they're they're trying to apply it to them. And it's pretty obvious what these trolls' intentions are. So not only are are these trolls and bigots being transphobic, but they're also being racist and misogynistic towards black women as well. And to make matters worse, I often notice that the black women who get asked if they're trans by these trolls, they'll respond to those comments by being slightly transphobic. And they'll say, and it's just yikes. I'll see them reply by saying, I'm a whole real woman. And it's like, just say you're a cis woman and move on. And I, that's why I feel like um, some parts of it, not all of it, but I do notice that trans misogyny and misogynoir are kind of connected. Not only do black women have a higher mortal maternity rate, there's also a high, higher rate of gender violence and sexual 
the violence on all of that against black women, especially black trans women. I see so many reports about them and how they get murdered and stuff like that. And it's just so sad for them and for the black community in general as well. There's just so much dehumanization of black people in general. That's why I think it's so important for feminism to be intersectional. Because some issues that impact cis white women aren't going to be the, exactly the same for other women. Maybe while white women are seen as fragile and weak and in need of protection, black women are masculinized and the strong, independent black woman stereotype. Which there's nothing wrong with being independent, but then, like I said before, if you're only seeing someone as something because of their race and because of their gender, then yeah, there's kind of a problem with that. If you're seeing certain traits of someone just because of that, yeah. And I think that's why so many women of color say they don't want to be feminist and dismiss feminism as a whole. But really, I think people need to separate white feminism from other forms of feminism rather than equating all sorts of feminism, every single branch of feminism to white feminism. They need to realize like there's so many amazing black feminists and feminists of color all around the world. And in, di- and in addition, misogynoir, I would say that's more of a thing in the U.S., in the Europe, or I guess you could call it the Western world, because obviously misogynoir, it isn't really going to be that much of a thing in places like West, Central, and East Africa, East, South Africa, or mostly all of Africa, because it's all black people. You know what I mean? Mostly all black people. But of course, the women there still do have their own struggles that they go through as well that are important to address, too. I actually have a quote from Malcolm X himself. He said, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. And honestly, I'm starting to feel as if that's true. I see all of these things and all of this negativity specifically directed and specifically and consistently directed at black women. And it gets tiring sometimes. Hopefully people are over able to break down those stereotypes and unlearn them within our society, and we can progress past that. Anyway, that is all for today's episode. I hope I was able to share a bit of information and shed a bit of light on this topic. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to check out my Instagram, TikTok, and other socials linked down below. I think I might start a Pinterest. I mean, I do have a Pinterest, but I might convert it into for my podcast or whatever. Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day or night. And yeah, bye.